Michelle Sorrow, and this is Fire and Soul, a community where awakening leaders and truth seekers gather to unite in sovereignty in today's triggered world. Featuring courageous and compassionate conversations, Fire and Soul will help you reclaim sovereignty in life, love, and leadership. Let's listen, learn, and stand together as models for our new world, starting now. Hey, Soul Family, welcome back to our sacred sanctuary. I have so many incredible updates to share with you. Not only did I just have a birthday, but we opened up Soul Circle. It was my largest grossing revenue to me and a mastermind that I've ever launched to date. Just feeling extremely grateful and honored by those of you uh, and, and so many that listen uh, that have been magnetized to this epic journey that we're on. There's so many uh, beautiful things that I am getting downloads to create that are already in action in the most ease and grace. There is a move finally that's happening. I'm talking a geographical move that I can't wait to share with you. So I really wanted to hop on the mic and just give you a solo dose, but I also know that I've had some guests in the queue that are so special that you're going to love, that I know are gonna meet you right where you need it most. And today, get today's guest is no exception. So the updates will happen soon, maybe next week. Uh, my guest today is Nicole Lakin, a very successful entrepreneur and a woman who is on a deep awakening journey, not only in how she's identifying with what woman means to her. And then she celebrated and honored that by launching a podcast. I've left this resource for you in the show notes, uh, but who she is as a wife, a mother, a sister, a daughter, a friend, and someone that I had the honor of meeting in our recent Shipibo plant medicine experience uh, a couple months back, maybe now three months back. So this is a really special conversation and she breaks out of her comfort zone in a massive way uh, that I'll let you be surprised by. Um, and before we dive into this conversation, I wanna give a special shout out to my editor, Greta. Uh, Greta came along right when I needed her most, and it's 12, 12 p.m. In the, in the Pacific as I'm saying this. So this feels really special because when I didn't know how to get my podcast produced uh, with an, uh, an abrupt turn of events that happened for me in early January uh, from my longtime producer, and it was just meant to be, everything is in divine order, right? And we can know that in the moment now without having to get all stressed out and anxious um, about some of the things that happened to us in real time. What are we learning to master here, present moment? So even when that felt wildly uncomfortable and I felt scared, I also just had faith that I would be aligned with the most perfect editor. And Greta is it. And the moment that Greta's hands and editing skills and heart and just easy connection, she makes working with a podcast editor just, just almost effortless. And the moment that we connected and she started working on this show back in February, that's when the downloads started to expand. We're talking 4X, 5X, and now we are at 7X. So a 700% increase. You know, we talk about 
vibration and energy and intention all the time here in Fire and Soul, that goes without saying in every single aspect of who is a part of something that you are birthing and wanting to put out into the world. So it's no mistake that the podcast started to grow so massively and reach more and more people just like you. Uh, the moment that the most aligned hands were helping bring each dose to life every single week. So Greta, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for being on my team. I want to thank you for helping to get the medicine out that we need to share with the world so we can all learn to awaken and embody our highest vibration and create our most authentic lives. And yes, a lot of that has to do with really anchoring into our sovereign blueprint. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Greta. Speaking of expansion, Fire and Soul also has a couple of, of sponsors. And if you've been listening for a while, you know how honored I am by this. It's incredible just to see the massive expansion happening for our community. And I get to pay it forward to you. So Warby Parker is the first sponsor. You're probably familiar with the worldwide brand in eyewear, sunglasses, eyeglasses, contact lenses, eye exams. I uh, recently got hooked up with Warby Parker with Priscilla frames. You can check those out online if you like. Uh, in both black and like a caramel, sexy, cool color that's perfect for summer. Both of mine are prescription. I love them. I'm getting compliments. The ease of working with Warby Parker is mind-blowing. And if you want to try on some frames, any frames that you choose, five, in fact, five pairs at home for free, then as a special uh, deal, as a listener to Fire and Soul, you can head on over to Fire and Soul, nope, sorry, <laughs> to warbyparker.com forward slash Fire and Soul. And I'll leave that link in the show resources for you. Me, Greta, will leave the link for you. I'll probably call her name out from time to time going forward and and you'll know that it's the lady behind the scenes. Anyway, and then there's also Palermo Body. I am very selective about not only what I put in my body, but on my body. Palermo Body has facial products, body care products, all natural. You could literally eat everything in the ingredient deck. And I gotta tell you, I just had a birthday. I turned 51 years old. I got no shame on age or, or any of that because it's so incredible to be wholly alive in this time specifically. But you know, as we get a little older, our, our skin shifts, might be a little saggier in areas or drier in other areas. And their repairing body oil is magic. And so I've been using this every single day for about three weeks now. And my skin truly feels nourished and it feels more taut and I feel more confident, right? Because we're in summer wearing tank tops and yes, dresses, by gone, that old body dysmorphia. And so if you wanna take a look at what they have to offer, you get 15% off your first order and you can head on over to palermobody.com forward slash fire and soul. Uh, and you will love the way these uh, products smell and how they feel and how deeply effective they are uh, while being so good for you. All right, my friends, today is a very special episode. I love this conversation. Nicole was vulnerable. She was honest. She's brave. And she is a woman 
on the rise from the truest, most authentic places from her soul. Without further ado, please enjoy The Rise of a Woman with Nicole Lakin. Nicole Lakin, it's such an honor to have you on Fire and Soul. Finally, you're here. Welcome. So excited to be here. Thank you, Michelle. Um, literally, ever since I met you, soul sister, I don't use that word, those words all the time. But seeing you and when we like dropped in, how we dropped in and our connection since then, um, I'm just beyond grateful. Just thank you for having me. We met at a plant medicine ceremony in Ojai, California. You came with your husband, Samson. And, um, and that was a profound experience. But before we dive into that, which is how we met, if you would just share a little bit, whatever comes to mind um, about your journey to this point, um, and then we'll open up the conversation and just dive deep right into the heart. Of course, uh, thank you. So I actually grew up in California and I'm a daddy's girl, hardcore. I have two sisters, I'm the oldest. My dad always wanted sons, so I feel like when he had me, he really, you know, we locked arms, and I, I locked my arm with him, and, you know, grew up doing, yes, girl things, but also boy things. He made sure I knew how to take care of myself. I knew how to do certain things. I grew up playing basketball. I went right into work with him at 16 and followed him, like, in his footsteps, into sales, into many different jobs, couldn't keep a nine to five, you know, wanting to find something where I just wanted to have my own hours and, you know, like control my own income. And then in Los Angeles, I found an organization that I worked with in nutrition and fitness and was able to build a big team and organization uh, with Herbalife actually. And I did that for over 10 years. And, you know, I was really in like a, it was my masculine energy. You know, I was changing my life and changing my income and, you know, really in that energy, you know, and, and I, I had seen it and I had learned it. And then when I got pregnant, so this was three, no, almost over four years ago now, when I got pregnant, something shifted in me. I fell into like, oh my gosh, I'm a woman. Like, I loved how I felt. I loved my pregnancy. You know, I had this big, like, business goal. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to reach that for, like, 10 years. So whatever. You talk about being in, like, a forced surrender. Like, I didn't, like, surrender to it. I just, I fell in love with my body and the baby that was growing inside of me. And I feel like that was a point when a lot of my, like, spiritual capabilities that I probably have always had, but they were dormant. They weren't alive. And those came alive with my daughter inside of me. You know, I rested when I needed to rest. I slept so much and I owned it and I honored it and I respected myself. You know, I went from being terrified of giving birth and knowing nothing about it to learning the wisdom of it and learning how to do it naturally and in water and how my body works and how the baby's designed. And like, I completely fell in love with myself and I have, that's when I learned about myself as a woman, you mm -hmm. know, and my energy and, and, and what my vibration can be. I mean, there's so many different, I could just go on and on about it, what, how it felt for me. So it hasn't even been four years of me feeling like a woman. It's been almost four years of like navigating this new woman and this new self and as a mother and truly as a wife you know, really honoring and learning so many aspects that I didn't know. 
you know, and I, I didn't necessarily see this example from my mom or learn these things from my mom. And her and I, we also have an amazing relationship. And, you know, I talk to her about a lot of these things and I'll ask her about my past. And so I love being able to, you know, conversate with her and, and she's learning and growing through that too. Um, and then since it's only been a little over a year since I did my first plant medicine, um, I had done that. I, in that ceremony, found out that I was pregnant with my second. And, and that was a really beautiful experience. That experience put a lot of my, it like upgraded me even more. It, um, it activated other things inside of me, like my movement and singing, my voice and dance and like sexual energy and everything. So that was an upgrade. And then I had a miscarriage uh, two months after. And then that has been, since then, I have been in a cleanse, detox, releasing everything and anything that doesn't serve me, you know, cleaning up every aspect of motherhood, every relationship, definitely in my marriage, like so many different things. And then going to the plant medicine ceremony where I met you, it was basically like a year after my first one you know, and I'm so nervous going into it, like so nervous, but so ready, you know, wanting to release what I need to release and learn what I need to learn for the next step. And for me personally, right now, it's really, really present for me is I want to learn how to like experience joy and love my life as it is no longer attached to the past and not expecting it to be a particular way in the future, really learning, like being present, joy, love, life, and who I am as a woman, motherhood, marriage, you know, woman, like so present for my life right now. Mm, so beautiful. You are speaking the love language of fire and soul community right here. We are literally evolving as a worldwide community to embody the present moment with this high vibration that's grounded in the truest essence of who we are, which is love and joy. So this is such perfect timing. Um, who you are as a woman in your divine feminine. I know you're also on your own unique awakening journey, which is another reason I wanted to have you on the podcast. But how did this awareness and, and openness of getting pregnant, changing how you be in the world, how you felt in your body, shift your business? Because you kind of glossed right over it. But I also just want to give credit where it's due. You worked your ass off to build a multiple seven-figure year business in herbal life. You are known around the world as, you know, Nicole Lakin in herbal life. And I know it's not your identity that you lead with anymore, but how did that shift going from masculine, forcing, pushing, doing to allowing and being and, and just living more in the present moment? Mm. So how I've explained it, it was quite a, a forced thing. Like I didn't, it wasn't an act of choice, but I am very proud of myself. And really, I think it's so beautiful that to experience pregnancy and for me to just like fall away into that, like that's what it felt like. You know, I'm so proud of that part of my soul and, you know, part of that ego or that identity that was so willing to just mm. let it fall away. Like that's truly what I did. And mm. my husband felt it. He was different in the dynamic because I had let, I had didn't even know it, but I had let go of certain things that I was clenching onto. 
mostly control the identity wanting to you know all those things that you mentioned so for example you know i'm i'm i was working on my business literally 24 7. you know like going after this every day was about waking up to hit this particular goal and it had been over six years of doing that and living like that giving Mm -hmm. all of me to hitting this goal like no joke i'm not even exaggerating people all around me and on my team and everything, they witnessed me in that space. And I was doing work. I was doing personal work. I was releasing, um, you know, a lot of different things, but it would be like little layers at a time because it was so deep and so much. So to have an experience where it just falls away, I mean, instantly, because my husband is also on my team. And so, and my team is like my family. They're my closest people. My mom is on my team. My sister was on my team. And then the people that are on my team are like my best friends. So they're literally my family. That's a part of my whole vision that, you know, I've been expressing with them for years. And those are the people that join us. And, you know, (laughs) they were able to step up in so many different ways and feel so much better. Literally, not even from anything that I was saying. It was just from who I was no longer being. (laughs) and it's, it's a whole thing because, you know, I was pregnant. Um, my due date was like end of July and that was also my 30th birthday. Mm -hmm. And that was also the same weekend that we hit our big goal. The same weekend had a baby turned 30 and hit the goal. I had been working for, for seven years. You peaked (laughs) with this big old belly, like about to pop. And it was like, wow. So basically the, the, this was, this is what's interesting about it. It's like a catch because it's what I would have, what I was trying to do to surrender, to release, to let go, to let it happen when it happens and let people lead and they can do it their particular way. It doesn't have to be done my way, like trying to do all these things and then not even knowing it and then be pregnant and then let it go because there was, I felt a purpose. I felt my biggest purpose having my child inside of me and the connection I had with her, the dreams I was having, knowing who she is, her telling, her telling me her name, you know, like so many, I just felt purpose, like hardcore, you know, and it was, and it became priority. Like, Oh, this is actually what I'm here to do. And all the things that I was trying to do and let go of naturally fell away. And ever since then, I mean, it's created better relationships, especially with me. And I have so many women in my organization, like the relationships, the way that I can now coach and mentor someone from being at that aspect. And I get it wanting to change my income because I'm like, can barely pay my rent and can't, can't buy new Nike tennis shoes, you know, like living in Los Angeles and just want to eat out sometimes, you know, there's so many things like I, I get it we want to change and we want to you know make income and change our life but you know it's been really cool to to share an energy dynamic and an energy shift in different ways to look at things based on being on both sides what would you say is the shift from where you were to where you are now in terms of how you lead guide and mentor what is that energy shift The first thing is definitely joy, like enjoying moments, Mm. you know, because when I was building my organization, technically, I mean, I was having a blast, you know, we were in, we did workouts, we're on the beach three days a week and doing a workout and 
feel amazing and eating amazing and you know um with beautiful people and doing personal development with them and with them so much and doing events with them and and technically when i look at it i really didn't enjoy the journey mm. and that was hitting hitting my big goal and and being a mom and learning to experience joy and being present I actually had a really big breakdown. Like, and even on stage in front of people as I'm getting recognition for things and everything. And, and really my biggest advice to people on the journey was like, whatever you can do, find a way to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't. I was hard on myself the whole time for not being at a particular place. Mm, and yes. thinking, right? Not fast yeah. enough. Yep. Not fast enough, not good enough. And there was every, and then I was seeing it and, and, and proving my story in front of me because people who would like come onto the team after me, and then they would hit that goal so fast. And I'm watching all these people mm -hmm. do it thinking what's wrong with me. So it's joy, mm -hmm. but it's also it, knowing my power, like knowing your power, knowing who you are, you have you have a journey and a path. Like I had a journey and a path that makes me who I am and was needed, not only for my team, but for anyone around me, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I'm on stage or when I'm just talking on the phone with someone who needs my support, you know, whether it's one person or a thousand people I'm talking in front of, there's, there's a reason why I was put through that. I hate to put it like that, but that's really how I like, you know, how I was um, relating to it. <laughs> it was like, there's mm -hmm. a reason why I was put through those challenges to be able to share from this particular place to honestly, I feel to help the masses, to really mm -hmm. support the masses. Mm -hmm. Because if I think about it, how many people are really feeling wrong and that mm -hmm. they're not enough and it's just not true. Yeah. Can we just blast that open right now because I think that people can easily look at you. You're 33. You've got a young daughter. You've got so much life in front of you. A hot, beautiful, wise husband. Um, you're very successful by even the, the, the highest standards in the West um, financially on, on so many levels, right? And emotionally, um, very blessed with your family and your friends and your, your organization. But yet there's still this nagging core wound that somehow in moments when we're feeling depleted and compromised we're not good enough and we'll one day get good enough when we do this this, this or that so this is so deeply healing for anyone on their journey who's like oh i'm not alone you know so let's talk about the core wounding that's been showing up so beautifully on time right now and then looking at what we can love on in a more deeper more compassionate way which is just this lie in the human experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the biggest one for a while now has been a self-worth conversation, the biggest one. And as I'm learning my worth and as I'm realizing my power as a person and then as that person, woman, mother, wife, friend, daughter, like very present to this, like, it's almost like this tree that I am with these different branches and how lush and powerful and, 
you know, providing shade and providing mm -hmm. food. It's almost like I've, you know, I've, I, people can plug into me and I can grow beautiful humans and I can, you know, I have this beautiful man who's powerful and who loves me, you know, like I, I even spent years of like self-sabotaging myself and my relationship because of this low self-worth. Like, no, there's no way I can be worthy of this type of man or this type of relationship or, you know, like any of that. So the self-worth wound for me and not the, not enough, you know, and I take a look at that and I'm like, of course I've done all the stuff where you go back to, you know, childhood and the things. And, you know, I've, I've had like visions and uh, like when I meditate, I'll see like the visuals of moments of when that happened and when I came up with this lower self-worth conversation and honestly really wanting to prove to my father that I'm this and this and this and this, mm -hmm. you know? And then what's so interesting is as I'm even living it now, being in my thirties, I still will pick up on when I'm wanting to prove or now show, cause now that I'm learning it, right? Like for the first time. Mm -hmm. and, so, so mm -hmm. and it's like this, it's like the aware, the, the thought, comes up the impulse wants to happen and then the awareness is beautiful i you know it's like i'm it's like my hand is up and i'm catching it out of thin air like oh and then reeling it back in and recognizing okay what's happening and for me it's been quite a journey of like silence like calm mm -hmm. and silence and not needing to show not needing to tell not needing to prove and so interesting too, like I moved to Texas from California a little over a year ago, right? I had my miscarriage the weekend before we moved here. Then we move here and I'm from California, born and raised. We get here as soon as the week I'm here, I'm like out on a boat on the lake and my last Instagram with like 80,000 followers and that identity of, you know, of who I was gets wiped. And so that whole page and that whole everything is wiped clean. <laughs> You talk about fresh, clean slate and then the self-worth thing coming up. And then with that comes, for me, has come uh, a lot of grief, a lot of grief about <clears throat> not knowing my, my worth, not knowing who I was. Honestly, for me, is like ruining relationships, even, mm. even with things like being rude to people or not mm -hmm. hugging them back. You know, there's so many things that it caused me how to be and the energy that I didn't have, well, the energy that I had, just not quite the energy that really serves the best. And so then I've even thought about, wow, like being in that, I created what I created. Oh my gosh, imagine what I could have created if I had known this, you know? And so a lot of those thoughts have come in with all that grief. Um, mm. Yeah, a lot. There's, there's, there's another wound of, um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember it right now. I'm like, it'll come to me of exactly what I, what I was thinking. But there was another thing I wanted to mention that's been really heavy for me too. Can you give an example of when you would catch wanting to prove or show or tell and then didn't? 
What's an example of that in action? Okay, yeah. So I recently was having a conversation with two other people around plant medicine. Mm -hmm. And because plant medicine and just this personal growth hasn't been the easiest for me. <laughs> and like, man, the hardest thing. Me too. And I also feel very courageous and very proud that I've yeah. gone there. Mm -hmm. because I said no for a while you know my husband's been a part of it for a little while and he would go off and do it and it was like okay good for you and I was terrified mm -hmm. same here and I was definitely terrified of the unknown definitely terrified of not feeling in control yep mm -hmm. and so there's a you know I feel so brave and so courageous and so proud that I've gone deep and done that you know, mm -hmm. many times now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've been in, there's recent, I was in a conversation and, you know, these other two people are just talking about what they've done and how much they've done and what they've realized. And I instantly wanted to be like, oh yeah, well, I've done this and this and this, and oh man, this and this and this, and just wanted to go. And of course, that's really beautiful when we're, you know, sharing in that moment and yes, be proud and everything. But for me, I recognized in that moment that it was from a proof thing. It was from mm -hmm. a, I want to fit in thing. I'm enough mm -hmm. thing. Oh yeah. I'm up there with you thing because I've also been journeying with almost like seeing other people like as higher than me or even other people as lower than me. And so I've, I've really had to shift as well with, you know, just everyone's equal and like releasing the judgment, you know, like the spiritual journey, the soul journey, like it's not about what you do or how much money you make or, you know, like all these other things, it's like really like this equal, beautiful, you know, this equal thing that I've been, you know, moving through and shifting into. So for that, you know, in that conversation, I really like, I just, of course I was quiet, you know, and I'm, I just continue to listen, listen to these journeys and listen to their experience. And I even asked them questions. It gave me an opportunity to ask questions <laughs> you know, and really witness myself, you know, with them and hear from them and learn, maybe learn something or just be in it without me needing to interject or need to prove, oh yeah, well, I've done this too. And you know, what was so interesting is I'm asking questions and I'm learning all these things. And then once the conversation kind of gets around a little bit, and then they asked me a question <laughs> and then I got to answer and open up about that. And it was so beautiful. It was like such a, I was like, oh, I really love this, this energy and this feeling. And just because I've done X, Y, and Z, I don't need to spill it all out and tell everything, you know, and even some of that stuff, especially with plant medicine, you know, a lot of that stuff too, also is really private with myself right now. And that's mm -hmm. really beautiful too. Mm. Oh, that's so wise. And Every moment of what you just shared, just I just kept getting this download of that's what self-worth does. That's self-love in action. <laughs> that's the antidote. Not behaving from the old trauma reaction of prove, 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 but simply be. And then you open up into a new portal of incredible connection and experience within your own heart and soul. When we can start to see ourselves from like a benevolent point of view and just love on ourselves and just see it all like a movie playing out 
instead of judging and criticizing or shaming ourselves and shit talking ourselves for how we could have done it better. Instead, now you swung the pendulum to, I'm really proud of you for that. Mm-hmm. And then we start to condition and cultivate our way of being to experience more of that. And then we get everything we ever could have dreamed of, which is true connection and mm-hmm. fulfillment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the word right there is connection. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. So when you came to the plant medicine ceremony that I met you at, uh, what, two and a half months ago now, by the time this gets published, what were your intentions coming in? And then if you wouldn't mind expanding whatever you feel comfortable on, on uh, your journeys. <clears throat> My main intention was being okay with what is. I wanted to learn to be okay with what is because I was consumed. I was being consumed by wanting things to be different, like from the past and then wanting to know outcomes, wanting to know the future and was experiencing this chaos inside of me that was breaking me down. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't go. Like I got fought it and I fought it and I didn't want to go because I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And I even was like, well, you know, because my husband was going for sure. And I was like, well, he probably wants his own space and, you know, I don't need to go. And, you know, I was like thinking every aspect was like running. And I actually called Ruby. I called Ruby and I hadn't, I I'd met her in person and I knew about her, but I had never really connected with her. But when I was feeling that moment, because she was asking me like, are you going, am I saving you a seat? And I just told her, I don't know. And then there was weeks later that I told her no. And then as soon as I told her no, I instantly felt the rush come up. Like it wasn't right. It just wasn't sitting right with me. But I was still, I was still so scared, you know, and I called her and I let her know, like, okay, I know I just told you no, but this isn't sitting right with me. And, and I just like, <laughs> I just poured out everything to her and I'm crying and I'm thinking like, she doesn't even know me. And I'm like, just, and for whatever reason, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful because I felt the safety and I just, she just heard, you know, she just dropped in like to call her and I did. And she was so sweet and she listened and, and you know, what's so funny. You mentioned in the beginning about, you know, the audience of your podcast, like one of the main things for us as women and listeners is like not is knowing that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I got in that moment with her. You know, when she shared, this was a breakthrough for me too. I was like, wow, when I feel that safety and willingness to be vulnerable with people, they possibly could feel and be safe to be vulnerable with me and create that connection. Yes. And that was a big breakthrough because up until I was 30, literally, I'm talking this pregnancy, like blasted me open, you know, emotionally, (laughs) spiritually, because literally up until I was 30, I wasn't very vulnerable. I never cried. You know, Mm. it was like a weakness to cry. You know, I stayed guarded. I stayed blocked. I wouldn't open up to people like that. And in these last few years, I've really been shown the gift of Mm-hmm. our emotions and our truths and if it's crying if it's shaking if it's needing a hug like whatever it is like how beautiful that is and I used to see it as something that was like 
it meant that I was vulnerable, right? That I was like unsafe, but it's actually created this really beautiful safeness for me. And I've been okay now with giving it my all, 100%, give it my all. You know, that's for me, that's being present to like my emotions, my feelings, whatever it is. And it was so cool to have Ruby, you know, share something, you know, about her marriage and her life. And then me having the feeling of I'm not alone. And for whatever reason, you know, it kind of, it broke down some walls. And then I felt more comfortable to really say yes. And then, you know, having my intention of, I just really want to be okay with what is. And I wanted to feel more of my light, my love, me as a woman, you know, like always, like my heart, I love, you know, feeling the warmth in my heart, just like blown open, Mm -hmm. wanted to sing, you know, wanted Mm -hmm. to really experience myself in that more. Mm. And it went so interesting because the first night, you know, it's like, did we forget our intention or what happened? Like, because it was just needing to remind myself to be okay with what is, I really wasn't okay with what was. And it was very, it was very challenging for me. (laughs) Very. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're not alone. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was a time for all of us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very. But I, I don't know if you remember, but I, I wanted to run away. Like, oh I think I, so did I, I was leaving. I was out of there the second morning. Yeah. 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 I, I literally said, and Natalie, who was on the show recently, she's like, same here. I was like, I have a car. I'm an adult. I can go home. I can go home. I can go home. And for Natalie, it was, I'm not going to sit. It's powerful to be a witness. I can be a witness. I'm not going to sit, sit again. So we were all running our stories because it does take an unbelievable unbelievable amount of courage to go in again especially the second night so yeah I remember you were going to leave you guys actually left the grounds and at least got out of the energy right and you guys went and explored Ohio and Ventura and the beach um you and your husband but anyway yes please continue you want to be with what is but not this is yeah exactly (laughs) not this not this because it was a this that I was not okay with and I even like got up out of the room and I went to the other room and then once I was done in that room, like I'm really done. And I walked out and then, you know, Robin who had served us, he was in the hallway and I looked at him and I said, okay, I'm done. Like, uh, you know, I, I feel complete. Can I eat now? Like, are we finished? And he looks at me and he goes, oh, Nicole, he goes, we're not even close to being done. Like we were probably only in for like an hour or something. <laughs> and then I was so mad at him. Michelle, I was so mad at him. I was upset. I think I went outside. I didn't want to go back inside, you know, and it was just a very challenging evening. And I didn't, I didn't know that you guys were going through the same things, but that night as we were eating, you know, our soup at the end of the night, I had looked at my flight to change my flight. I was like, asked my husband, okay, are you okay? Are you okay staying here? Cause I'm probably going to go get on the flight to go home. And you know, like, he's like, what are you talking about? You know, I had really like, no, I'm complete. I got what I needed. You know, it was just, (laughs) it was, it was not what I expected at all. Um, And, you know, being on plant medicine, I had never experienced, you know, um, quite a challenge and like the walls that I was coming up against. I, that was my first time experiencing that. And then, you know, I talked to Ruby as well. And Ruby as well was like, no, you're not going home right now. You need to sleep. And then we'll talk about it in the morning. And then I was upset about that. I think I went to sleep crying, 
you know, just really Mm -hmm. upset. And then the next morning, you know, realizing that I really wanted to run, but then the question was like, what did I want to run away from? Like, what was, then I was like in the inquiry, which is really beautiful. And then of course we had the second night. Yes, I stayed, <laughs> you know, however, before, before we drank that second night, I, I cried. Like I bawled my eyes out. Like I was terrified of like, okay, if I hit those walls again, I don't want to be in this moment of like, j- just this challenge and this deep, you know, heavy, dark feeling. And so I told Ruby what I was experiencing. And what we realized was I was so in it myself and trying to work it out with myself and having the conversation with myself. I never went up to someone and asked for help. Mm. And Alicia was telling me, yeah, if you would have come to tell me how you're feeling, I would have done this and this, you know? And then Ruby was Mm. like, yeah, if you, I would have helped you do this and this. And I was like, what? Like I'm, I'm, and that's been a thing, especially in my marriage of not asking not asking, you know, not Mm. asking for what I need or not asking for what I want. And so going into the second night, of course, instantly I was back in that place. Instantly was the hardest thing ever. And then I was like, okay, I can do the same thing or I can do something different. And so I got up and I went to Ruby and I was like, okay, I think I remember telling her, I was like, okay, I admit it again, I'm feeling this again. And my question to her was, I wanna know in this challenge, in this, this heartache, this despair, this thing that's happening that I don't quite agree with and I don't wanna experience as a human right now, which we all experience like with life, you know? Like, but, but I was like, I wanna know how I can learn to dance with it. How can mm. I almost be okay with it or something you know, rather than just sitting there and being so like, oh my gosh, I don't like this. I don't like this. And, you know, I, that was my, and I think that was one of the most powerful questions I ever asked. How can I learn to dance with this discomfort, be in this moment and not try to change it, but to be in it? Powerful. What happened next? So she, she directed me to connect to my breath. Mm -hmm. And to go sit back in my seat, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because I was not in my seat, like the whole first night, like didn't want to be there. So sat back in my seat and connected to my breath, like just slow breaths in and out of my nose. And she told me just allow. And I kept saying to myself over and over again, allow. And really was like intricately learning this word. Like, what does it mean in my body? This word allow. And I just kept saying it to myself over and over again in this uncomfortable feeling. And it's really, really hard to explain because it wasn't like I was hurting or anything. It was just really uncomfortable. I felt like my mind was like in these loops, you know, and just thinking about a lot of different things and not feeling great and you know so it was allowing that discomfort mm-hmm. and then it was almost like a meditation that I was in of like allow and my breath and then I remember laying down and just allow allow and then like I'm speeding it up and I'm telling myself and then I'm laying down on my mat and my body just starts almost like convulsively shaking mm-hmm. and I think I was like I was releasing something girl 
releasing. Yeah. And I felt like I was laying there for like 45 minutes, just like my whole body, like feet all the way to the top of my head, like everything just like shaking. And I just, I laid there and I kept telling myself, yep. I was like, yep, allow it, allow it. Just let it go. I was like, yep. And I was talking to myself. I said, yep, that doesn't need to be here anymore. Let it go, release. And I'm just shaking, shaking, shaking almost like I was shivering from being cold, but I wasn't cold. And then I felt like it was about 45 minutes and just of allowing, you know, and not thinking of when is it going to end or why is this happening? Because those are the loops that I was in the night before was, when is this going to end? How can it just end? How can I run away, get away? Why is this happening? What are they thinking? You know, all these thoughts and in the allow, and in the groundedness of my breath and that word allow, all those other thoughts just dissipated. Mm -hmm. It was silent. And just allowing what my body needed to do. Mm -hmm. And then after how much time that was, then I felt amazing. Mm -hmm. But it was allowing the time and not knowing when it was going to end. And then mm -hmm. I felt amazing. Then I like, I remember sitting up and then, and then I like felt you because you were across from me. And then like, that was when then we, we were kind of even dancing in our energies because I was hearing your voice and certain things that we would hear with instruments or like, you know, the chant or the singing, we would like the same things because you would be like, mm, and, I, and I'd be like, mm, and then I was like, just feeling so good. And I was like, yes, yes, yeah. it was so reverent both nights. But that second night especially was just, I just felt so devotional to the ikaros that were being prayed for us and how each and every one of us were being so loved on and so well attended to. There was such integrity in that room. And of course, none of us knew what each of us were going through in our own personal experiences. The only way we'd know is by these conversations because I didn't even have this clarity at all um, about your journey until now. What I remember going into the second night is you and I were out by the fire pit in that boho sort of outdoor living room space of Robin and Alicia's. And we were talking about just being so fucking undone. Remember that? Yeah. And, and then you shared your story about losing the Instagram account and how that ended up being such a blessing because you were in this whole new, you know, emergence and you didn't know what that even meant, but you were so willing to explore and be in the inquiry and to allow and I didn't even know that your intentions were just to be with what is. And Lord, you got your wish. But you know, you could, anyone could look at what you experienced and be like, I did it. I showed up. I was brave. I didn't leave. I didn't bail. I didn't, I didn't try to control it, right? With my own agenda, but still not fully surrender. So in the allowing, what I'm hearing is you surrender. Is that a fair assessment? Totally. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's divine self, that's soul, knowing that you chose this journey and that this is part of the evolution of your human consciousness, you know, here in this crazy 3D. Let's also not forget that every single person who was gathered in that room, all 11 of us <clears throat> from different backgrounds and cultures and places on the planet, we're all steep in the awakening journey, right? So we're all literally having conversations about like worst case scenarios before we're going into the second night of medicine. And somehow we could all just be with it. It felt that. And I had never before doing um, 
you know, plant ceremonies too, I hadn't really had a lot of examples of being okay with the undoneness in witness of other people. Like I needed to be put together or like hold things in or look a particular way. So it's been especially beautiful me, beautiful for me to be in rooms like that with people like you, you know, um, who are okay with that undoneness. And then, you know, there's even been a part of me that's like, okay, well, here you go. <laughs> there's, there's me and there's the stuff. But then it's so cool when you see other people and you're like, oh yes, it's almost like this party. It's like a party of like, well, and right now that's what's happening. The like-minded souls, and I use the word soul with a capital S, right? We are finding each other right now on the globe, which there's no mistake that we were all to come together in this random little sanctuary in Ojai, right? <laughs> that I was going to leave, you were going to leave, you almost didn't come, like, you know, and that we all have Ruby in common. And 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 it's just such such an interesting journey. But none of us, we were talking about this before I hit record, we don't have a blueprint to be on this journey, to be in this ascension or whatever it is. Everyone likes to give it some sort of a definition, I think, to soothe our nervous systems for not knowing how to be, how to navigate. Um, but I think the most honest and courageous thing we can do is to find each other and to have these conversations. And I've never experienced more undoneness in everybody that I know because we're sharing so openly. It's kind of like, what do I've got to lose? Mm -hmm. Like the mask on perfection, proving, performing bullshit from, from my life before two years ago, like that's not even a possibility today. And everything was so well-preserved. And I know you can experience, you, you've experienced the same. I wanted to share a moment that was a highlight for me and that really cracked my heart, my heart wide open and that I've thought about many, many, many times. Um, and even have sung the song many, many times in my own bed late at night as I'm going to sleep, mm -hmm. the rose. Even just saying it brings tears to my eyes. What you don't know is that that was the song that my grandmother on my dad's side requested as she was about to make her transition. Oh my and gosh, so I sang it in a studio for her, like to like a karaoke track, but it was professional and and I sang it for her and got to send it to her. And then my dad played it for her on one of our last days. And so you didn't even know that until this moment, but can you share about that moment and the courage and everything that happened for you and how you fucking blessed the room with what you were willing to do when you allowed and surrendered? Yeah, so I've, I've never sang in front of people and that was my first time. Wow, I didn't know that yeah that was my first time mm. and I've done little things here and there that my husband can hear and he'll compliment me and tell me certain things but it's just such a you know there's just fear around it and you know for so many reasons um and when when I first was with plant medicine a little over a year ago the women in the front would sing. They sang the whole time, you know, with their live instruments and they're singing. And I would sing with them while they were singing. Mm. And it was beautiful to feel myself activated, like, wow, like, and how good that feels. And then, you know, just having, mm. just kind of been in those, you know, just the fears and the little box and things like that. And I'll sing on my own. And then, so that was also one thing I was looking forward to, you know, drinking again was, you know, hey, I get to, you know, maybe let myself out a little bit 
And mm -hmm. um, I knew that I could sing that night. And, you know, Robin and Alicia let me know that I could. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, what song? Because I wanted to at least have something prepared that I knew I wanted to. And I was sitting in like the back room sometime during day two or something like that. And just thinking about it and that song just popped in. It was like a no brainer. Mm -hmm. It just popped in. And it's a song that, you know, my mom, uh, you know, I know about Bette Midler and, you know, Shania Twain and uh, Alanis Morissette and, you know, just all these, you know, these women, uh, because my mom would, she had these big speakers, you know, in her house, you know, back then. And on the weekends, she would blast, you know, her CDs on her speakers and she would clean the whole house. So I know all these songs, like all these songs from when my mom would blast those things. And The Rose was just, I felt it, it's just such a rare song, I feel, that not a lot of people know about. And it's one of the most beautiful songs and you don't need any music or instruments to it. I know. Nothing. So it was, it's, I, just, I can't even, like, of course, like, of course, I can't even believe it that that song is what dropped in. And I got like, I've always known the lyrics, but I got freshened up on the lyrics and then it was just, so it was fresh in me so that when I needed to and wanted to, I can just sing. And what's so funny is, you know, there were so many times in, even in the ceremony that I wanted to just belt it out and sing when it was very, very like needed to come out. But I, I didn't want to be disrespectful of like anyone. I didn't know if I could. And then of course I didn't just get up and ask like, <laughs> So then at the end, which is all perfect, it's all divine, it's all perfect, it, it was the level I needed, but then at the end, and then Robin saying, oh, hey, Nicole, yeah, you wanted to sing, and then I, I mean, I was still so nervous, so I'm just aware, like, I'm aware of, like, the, the level I'm at, okay, cool, I went up a level, and then I'm very excited for, you know, next ceremony, and then just even in my life of, like, really going towards that fear and letting it out and letting go because I still felt my heart was beating so fast, you know? And my husband heard it too, because he knows my voice and he knows how beautiful it is, but he also, he was like, wow, like he knows I went up a level, but then there was still some of that fear there. And he was like, mm -hmm. dang, like when I really just like no fear, like I look forward to just no fear, blast it open, here's my gift. And it is what it is. Like I can mm -hmm. feel that that's a part of my life. Mm. You want to yeah. sing a bar right now? My instinct, my, my instinct was like, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> that would be pretty bold. Um, I could feel and hear the trembling too. And also you were trying to catch your breath because of your heart racing. Your heart's probably racing right now because I just put you on the spot and you're like, oh shit, should I do it? Should I not do it? Is that fair? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's real. Oh, the lyrics. So one of my favorite jobs, my one of my two all-time favorite jobs until I became an entrepreneur and owned my own business because I was not hireable. I would just get fired because I was such a defiant employee. <laughs> like I always needed to be, have my own gig. Um, but I was a singing waitress in my early 20s. And there were three of us ladies that we would sing the rose in three-part harmony a cappella, And we would like, people would just throw $100 bills at us. You'd think we were strippers, but we were fully dressed and just singing the rose. 
And, uh, and so I just had this vision right now. I was like, if you start, I'll come in with harmony. Maybe another time. I am visioning that somehow we either do a heart opener medicine somewhere in Austin, or we gather again in community and, and we do a beautiful three-part harmony of the rose because it's medicine for the soul. And so I'm going to find a link to some version that I like, and I'll leave it in the show notes. And I'm going to encourage everyone who is willing um, to take on three and a half minutes of just pure vibration and pure strength. A rose is so beautiful and it knows and understands and surrenders to the seasons of life, you know, and that's the gift that we talk about a lot here. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, uh, oh, this is a good room too, for acoustics. Do you have good acoustics? Yeah. yeah. I hear <laughs> Let's just go one little bar. Okay, the so, beginning? Yeah, just one. Oh, look at you. I love you right now. Next level. This is it. This is not needing to prove. This is simply being because we feel safe when we feel aligned with our truth, which is always expressed through our throat chakra, right? But it can only has access from heart. And this was the medicine that um, Robin kept praying to me in the Ikaros. He kept doing like the infinity of throat, heart, throat, heart, throat, heart, knowing that, you know, I serve so deeply on this podcast and then really wanting my heart to come in alignment with the next season in my purpose, because none of that had manifested yet. Now we're fully in bloom and it's just been so beautiful. But for nine and a half months, I didn't know it was just seeds were planted. I trusted, I had faith, but I didn't know. And that's another reason why I love the rose so much. <clears throat> I don't know if I could harmonize. And what's interesting about it too is that the the topic of the song is about love, and it yep. you know it it goes into because what's the first line? It's some say love it is a river, so the river, this beautiful thing, this water that drowns the tender reed, like this beautiful thing that like drowns it. So it's like really the song goes into love as like this like wondrous, beautiful, epic thing, but then also this disastrous despair you know, like this loss of self, it's like this whole thing. So I love the, the whole contrast of the emotions and the feelings in this one simple little song, because it's not even long either. And yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, just that first lyric, ah, let's take a breath and just maybe just even that first lyric together. Hmm. Some say love. It is a river that drowns the tender There you go. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. I was going to join in second verse, but we didn't need to. That was so whole and complete exactly as it is. That's the seed of a rose. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being willing to bloom on fire and soul for us in all your glory. Mm -hmm. That's woman right there. You know, so many of us don't know our power or have a sense of our power, but are afraid to fully embody it. As we begin to wrap, would you like to expand on what that even means for you and how you're learning to embrace all aspects of the rose, love and woman as Nicole Aiken? So it's definitely something I'm still learning. 
you know, and I don't know if it's truly ever going to be done. I've actually put myself in physical, um, whatever, like physical things that I've done to help support with fire and water, mm -hmm. rage and love. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, those things are really true for me because I'm, I, I've been, and I am such a fire woman. You know, I'm a Leo, mm -hmm. lioness, mm -hmm. Leo, like summer baby, you know, um, you know, like a fearless thing, you know, fearless and say what I mean, and, you know, do what I say. And, you know, like so many of those aspects is just like fire. And a lot of that too, though, hasn't been in my healthiest version of myself you know, think mm -hmm. about that, like on Game of Thrones, you know, I'm riding the dragon and like fire, it's, it's going to destroy things, you know, and I've done, I've done a lot of that in my past. Mm -hmm. And, and also not recognizing that I also have and have had and have this love and this softness, that, you know, inside of me that's protective, you know, that's mm -hmm. loyal, and that's beautiful. And, you know, I used to be so hard on myself thinking, oh, well, I'm a woman that doesn't have, you know, I'm not like soft or tender or, you know, I'm not this and realizing that no, actually the things that I've always thought that I have the least of, I actually have the most of. Mm -hmm. Like I have the most of those things. Mm -hmm. And what if it's, it's not condemning my fire, but it's learning to live with that as a woman as a Leo and then now as a mother and as a wife, like I got so much to protect mm. and really learning to live with that fire and feel and love the essence of that and who I am and the water and the soft and the calm and the beauty. There was one time where I went to, um, it's this place here in Austin where they have this beautiful sauna and a cold plunge. And, you know, the sauna is there is beautiful and you walk across and, you know, you go in the cold plunge and there's two of them. And sometimes you're, you know, you have someone a complete stranger next to you and they're in it too. And you're just really in this journey of this like contrast therapy together of in the hot and then in the cold. And, and I used to hate it about four mm -hmm. years ago was the first time I ever did it in an ice bath. And I basically hyperventilated. Mm -hmm. I have a video of it did not have control, did not know how to get to my breath, literally hyperventilated. And it was very difficult for me to calm myself down. And mm -hmm. I felt way out of my element and didn't know how to handle it or myself. And so I hated these ice baths and these cold plunges. And I didn't do it a whole lot, but maybe I would do it every six months or like once a year, you know, for a little while. And then since coming here, I've done it a little bit more. And I had a breakthrough a few months ago when I got in and I caught my breath and I was okay with the feeling much quicker and was in a calm state. And I was just like, whoa, wow, mm. like how much I've transformed since that first time mm. and how I can connect to my breath. And I also felt you know, when I, when I get in the cold, I feel the fire inside of me mm -hmm. because I'm instantly connecting to my breath and it's deep. And then like, I feel the heat and the fire here, but then everything else is like freezing cold. And mm -hmm. I just had this 
this like revelation, this personal thing. It was like, wow, like I have the fire and the water both inside of me. And it's learning when each one comes out, when the ground here, when the heat is here, when I need to put the heat out here. You know, it's like I had, it was, I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but it's just like this whole different type of element and how I'm relating to each thing and what makes up me mm. as a woman. Yeah, I think yes. it was me condemning the fire or thinking I didn't have this water soft tenderness, but re you know, realizing that it's a part of every human, obviously. And mm -hmm. I also really feel us as women, you know, we have, we have a lot more fire about certain things and it can come out in a different way because we are emotional mm -hmm. in different ways than men, for example, you know, so mm -hmm. really honoring and respecting that. And for me personally, I like using physical things like getting in the cold plunge in the sauna and different things like that. Like it helps to, I don't know, it just helps me to put together certain puzzle pieces about what I'm feeling inside. So beautifully put. And by the way, so well articulated. Um, sounds to me there's just like an expanded awareness for how you are being in the world moment by moment. And you're learning to become conscious to which lever, which element, which version of, of Nicole would best serve this moment, right? As the mother, as the leader, as the daughter, as the wife, as the sister, you know, as the friend. Um, or simply as the listener, like you shared earlier, you know, and, and this is so beautiful. This is like the evolution of human consciousness in action, this entire conversation. Mm -hmm. And this, I believe, if there were to be a blueprint for everybody's unique awakening, they could take so much of this conversation and just pull out and weave it in because really it's just getting conscious of old identities, old paradigms from a matrix that we're no longer a part of, but yet we don't know what else is because we're learning to create it with the co-creator in the divine, right? Mm -hmm. And that's self-awareness. That's what you just expressed this entire conversation. And it really does feel like Anytime I'm speaking something that's channeling, I get the chills up and down my body. So my angels just saying, yes, that right there. What feels like is happening in this moment for you, Nicole, that we get to benefit by, and I know I'm feeling it too with you, is we're literally, literally learning how to be in the divine feminine. And that's irrespective of gender, right? But you are literally learning how to flow and be in the world. Yeah, I have a... I have a quick story on that too. What's um, a realization around that, the divine feminine and being a woman and, you know, and I've, I've also been learning how to receive. <laughs> huge, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. because I was doing and creating and making and all these things where I'm, you know, giving and all these different things. So there wasn't that, necessarily that channel that knew it could even be a channel that was open in order to receive to trust you know and um even something as simple as like you know my husband coming to give me a hug 
or a mm -hmm. friend or a team member. There's so many moments in my past that I can look back where there were certain parts of me that were blocked where I didn't even really receive. Mm -hmm. So it's even in little things like I'm hugging differently. I'm actually receiving, okay. I'm actually, you know, that openness. Um, mm -hmm. There was a time mm -hmm. when maybe this was like seven or eight years ago and we were on a team retreat. So at this, at that time, what am I like 20, 26 or 25 or something like that. And we're on this team retreat and I'm playing, we're playing basketball. We're playing basketball outside and, and I'm, I go up and I think I go to shoot and I fall down, I get hit down and I'm like laid out on the floor and like really hurt myself. And my husband, he wasn't my husband at the time, but he was my boyfriend. And, you know, he comes up to come and, and, and help me up off the, off the ground, off the concrete. And I remember being like, no, no, no. And I was just like, you know, like get away. Like I, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to be, you know, held, you know, nothing like that. I was like, no, like I'll take care of it. You know, like I got it, like all these different things. And mm -hmm you know, I just energetically, you know, imagine if, you know, you're someone's man and you're just like, okay, you know, and that moment has replayed in my head so many times. Cause it's like, wow. Cause I see it in my daughter sometimes when she gets hurt and she's not receiving, you know, she's not like, you know, and, and it's, it's perfect how it is, but I'm just really recognizing, wow. Like, okay. If I were to ever fall again, I, you know, or something like that happens, I'm energetically in a place where I can, you know, I'm, you know, in a place where like, heck yes, I'm going to let him pick me up and take care of me and make sure I'm okay. You know, and I actually yeah. talked to my daughter and I'm like, Hey, you can actually let daddy pick you up and it's okay. And so it's like, I'm doing this generational energetic healing <laughs> through who I used to be and then who I'm becoming for me, that, that story and that difference right there is such a divine feminine woman difference. I mean, in, in regards to like our man and like that energy, but for me, that's what I'm learning to shift and to fall into and like just energy and vibrationally. And then while teaching my daughter and, you know, there's a whole different aspect. Oh, what you just shared is so huge. And it, honestly, it's so nuanced. It's not just about a relationship with a man in like a, you know, heterosexual relationship. It is some stranger who wants to open the door for you as you're entering a building. Can I take your bag? A compliment. Um, we are so used to as women proving and pushing and giving because then that way you'll love me. It all comes back to this core unlovable wound of I'm not good enough. But if I give, 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 especially in social media, then maybe you will love me. And then maybe that will make up for this void that I feel that I haven't been able to give myself and know that I am worthy to receive. It's so deep. So it is so much bigger than something that's really small. It's huge. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. You know, we have to remind each other of this, right? Like the people that I'm closest with a real sisterhood and you are amongst this, this small circle. Now we have to remind each other how proud we are of each other's growth. Cause these little tiny, almost imperceptible shifts in our consciousness 
that can heal a generation to your daughter and her daughter and her friends and community and this community now, right? Here's a ripple effect. But if we don't acknowledge it, who will? Mm -hmm. So this is the divine sisterhood that I'm wanting to be a part of and cultivate, embrace, and exemplify when I get conscious enough to remember, which is to love and receive and give and expand on that, you know, just over and over and over and over again. And the divine feminine is so fucking powerful. And that softness and that surrender is where all of our strength and our intuition and our clarity and our creativity resides, which is all divine feminine. My mind is thinking right now, how in the world do I title this? Like, it's so good. It is so good. Anything you wish I would have asked or that you'd like to share before we wrap and then we'll get the ways in which um, my community can connect with you deeper. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> I love that you really took the time to explore your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you are. You're really good. I want to say thank you again for giving us a bar of the rose. There was a moment there I was like, oh man, you shouldn't put her on the spot. And I was like, but that just came through. That was supposed to happen. Didn't plan on that happening. And then you received, you accepted. How yeah. beautiful, because you didn't need to. God, that was gorgeous. That was love. That was true sisterhood. Just loved it. Um, where's the best ways uh, to connect with you? I know you have a fabulous brand new podcast. Let's talk about that and uh, anything else you'd like to share. Yeah, so... Right now, my Instagram, Woman Wellness, and it's two W's in the middle. So Woman W Wellness. And then, yes, just launched my podcast. It's called Woman. And um, just excited on there to connect all things woman, divine, you know, feminine, masculine conversations, you know, definitely pregnancy and birth and motherhood mm -hmm. and miscarriage and breastfeeding and marriage and relationships and I mean so many things as women um I just feel like I'm really coming into my own and learning who I am as a woman and I'm just excited to talk about it and share and connect and continue to have these awesome conversations there's so many layers like you said like what do we title this <laughs> you know or like you know there's we can go into probably 10 more different conversations about so many things so easily well I'd love to have you back on anytime and uh, it's just such a pleasure to connect with you. I remember when we were leaving, or maybe it was the next day after I, you know, we had all exited Ojai and you sent a text and, you know, I was like, my brain was soup for at least eight or nine days in my integration. I don't know how y'all flew home and like dealt with traffic and, but, um, and I remember you texted, you're like, let's talk about being undone. And it was all caps. And what's so beautiful about that is that I've evolved since then in my own integration in my process. And so have you. And now we're kind of like, oh, we still get to look at the unlovable wounds. Oh, we still get to just have compassion for what it means to be this multifaceted dimensional human that happens to be the gender of a woman in this life. And, you know, it's like, oh my God, how beautiful that we just get to keep, get to keep coming back to the present moment with hearts wide open. And remind ourselves to fill our own hearts with love and joy and to spread that and everything else will take care of itself. Exactly. Such Thank a pleasure so to have you on. I love you, sister. Thank you so much for coming on. Yep. <laughs> so good. 
Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.